Cox can help make your home smarter and your life easier. Now you can use your Contour voice remote to connect to your home life cameras so you can view them right on your TV screen using simple voice commands. That makes it easy to keep tabs on what's happening around your home right from your couch. Need to keep an eye on the kids when they're playing outside? Just say, show me my backyard camera into your Cox voice remote and watch them while you're in the house. And if you're waiting for a delivery and want to make sure it's there on time, no problem. Just say, show me driveway camera to check on it with your Home Life HD cameras on the TV screen while you go about your day. When you live in a home powered by Cox Internet, you can stay connected to what matters and let Cox take care of the rest. To learn more about all the benefits of your connected home, visit cox.com slash thisishome today. Switching to Geico is a good idea, especially when you consider everything. First off, Geico makes it easy to switch. They have licensed agents available 24-7 online or over the phone. But if it's so easy, you might start thinking everything is easy, even big wave surfing. And it's not. It's actually quite difficult. Well, if you switch to Geico, you could save hundreds on car insurance. And you could keep saving by bundling your motorcycle, boat, and RV, plus your home or renter's insurance. But saving money might lead you to make some questionable purchases, like a 20-foot feather boa. And do you know how hard it is to clean a 20-foot feather boa? Well, they do have an industry-leading mobile app you can use to pay your bill, file and manage a claim, or add a new driver. But when life gets a little easier, it makes you too confident. And you start calling everyone ace. And you're better than that. Well, GEICO has a 97% customer satisfaction rating and has been saving people money for 85 years. It's hard to beat that. But you're right. Switch to GEICO. It's obviously a good idea. Welcome to Wonderful and Strange. I'm PJ. I'm Celia. And this week we did 1972's Deliverance. But before we get into that, what have you been up to this week? Well, I haven't been up to a huge amount, but I did last night, have a, or this morning rather, have a weird dream. Oh yeah. Dreamt I worked in the ticket booth of an old-fashioned theatre. Ooh. And there was a drain in near the ticket booth in the ground, mm-hmm. and there was a ghost in the drain called Kylie, who kept <laughs> laughing. And like chattering to like, herself. Was it like um, Moaning Myrtle in Harry Potter? Quite possibly. Yeah. I haven't seen Harry Potter, but I, I was imagine... talking to you about drains yesterday. Yeah, that was it. That's what it Discussed was. Just about drains seeped into my dreams. Adult, adult life. Yeah. Chat about drains. This is what you do. And doing. then I was like, be quiet, Kylie. But then, be quiet. And then. Shush, Kylie. Shush. So I was like, be quiet, Kylie. And then I went, be quiet, Kylie. And my voice went really high pitched. <laughs> Sort of I wonder what this means. Up emotions. You need to uh, consult your dream book. I haven't got dream. One. I always look online for stuff. Doesn't it always come out meaning Death. that? Yeah. If ever you look at anything, you Google something. Oh, you're angry you're about something. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, maybe. What well, aren't we all? Yeah, that's it. What have I done? Not a lot. I've started rewatching Sex and the City. Oh. Aiden was done wrong. Justice for Aiden, that's what I say. He was the best one out of them all. I have absolutely no idea. And she treated him horribly. 
They're not a very nice bunch of people either. No. Joys used to bother. I never actually properly watched it. I just occasionally used to see it when it was on. And I always used to think that the episodes took place one after the other. Mm -hmm. So I always thought that they didn't really do anything other than go to cocktail bars. But then apparently the episode takes place at the weekend of each week. Does it? Well, apparently. Oh. Because I always thought they had this weird lifestyle, like the hills or like... Because she sometimes like works on a weekend and stuff. But mm. it does appear that they don't work a lot. But then I guess that makes more sense. Because if yeah. you were in the week, you'd just be looking at them going to work and that would be quite boring. Mm. But yeah. I would rather have a version of Sex in the City where instead of fictional people, it was like... People normal. who had to go work at, like, yeah. the grocery stores. Yeah, normal people. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, they're just all a bit... They're just not very nice people. That's my conclusion. One of the series that's got Kyle MacLachlan in it, though. Ooh, I love Kyle MacLachlan. He's hilarious. He's so good. <laughs> and it's got that woman in uh, who was in Misery. You know, the uh, the sheriff's wife? Well, vaguely. <laughs> that really nice old woman. Well, I'm sure I'd recognise mm. her. Yeah. She's in it as Kyle McLaughlin's mum. Oh, loads of people have been Great. Did Oh they... my God, so many people have cropped yeah. up in it. Bradley Cooper. Oh. Timothy Oliphant. Oh. Who else? Lucy Liu. Lucy she Liu. was in it. Uh, Kat Dennings, a young Kat Dennings was well, in it. who's that? She was in Two Broke Girls. She's the dark-haired one, but she's got quite big lips. I've never ever watched that. There's so much I haven't watched. But yeah, there's like so many people keep cropping up in in it and I'm like, oh, it's you. Why are you in it? Did you ever watch Gossip Girl? Yeah, I got to about season four. Did you? I never watched Gossip Girl. And it's, yeah, it's all right. It's kind of teen drama. Teen drama. Do you ever think I do like teen drama though. There's a really weird balance between fiction and reality with punk. So if it's too mm. fake, it, you don't get in like involved. You can't get invested in anybody. You can't get invested. Too, yeah. But if it's too close to your own reality, you don't enjoy you it. You don't enjoy it. <laughs> yeah. So it's got to be this really weird line in in between fiction and it needs to be fictional reality. enough that you can sort of transport, but yeah. real enough that you can be like, oh, these but, characters, I relate yeah. to these characters. Yeah. Because this is why sometimes I don't like some sort of fantasy or sci-fi films because they take it too far and you're just like, well... There's no kind of grounding. You've literally just made it up, haven't you? Like, you just cast a spell and fix it. Why can't you just cast a spell and fix it? If you can do a spell for one thing, just cast a spell and fix it. Yeah, that's true. I agree with that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I am enjoying it. I'm quite enjoying the... The sort of when they're going out to the cocktail bars and stuff, and I was like, oh, I just really want to go to a bar, to be no honest. Old-fashioned. Yeah, Cosmopolitans. Cosmo. They're always on the Cosmos yeah. and, and uh, like, martinis. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I just want to go to a bar. What I really want to do is go on a bottomless brunch. What's that? Is that, like, Like, go to eggs. brunch. Like, just unlimited egg, drinks. Lots of eggs. Oh, and unlimited like drinks. Buffet. I'm assuming it's, like, was that unlimited buffet eggs? food. Yeah, well, that's what I want to do. Let's go get drunk at brunch. Limited Drink toast. some coffee. Yeah, be great. But yeah. Anyway, maybe, maybe one day. One day. Not this year. Not this year, but one day. This year's been a, a year for improving your cooking at home, hasn't it? You say this. I've tried to bake cakes yeah. for several days and it's not worked. The lemon drizzle was good. I made some lemon drizzle cupcakes, which did work. They were very. They were. They were good. A lemon drizzle is pretty special. That. 
it's a simple one, but when you get it right, it's nice. Like, you can lemon fault drizzle. a lemon drizzle. Lemon. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I need to up my uh, baker again. I'm getting there. Get a new oven. I need, oh, I need a new get oven. Get a new oven. That is on the list. <laughs> <laughs> so, in all that crazy fun we've had, we watched Deliverance, the feel-good camping trip film mm. from 1972, directed by John Borman. Yeah. Mm. And it scored a 7.7 out of 10 on IMDb. That's pretty good. I I actually liked it more than I thought I would. I liked it. I did but like it. But god damn it, it made me feel... It made me feel horrible. Like, after I'd watched it, I just felt horrible. It was quite... But um, I enjoyed subtly. it. There was actually... I, I would say, I really... I liked it, except I didn't like the scene with... The squealing like a pig. The horrible rape scene. Yeah, yeah I did. I didn't watch. I couldn't watch it. I just, I just couldn't watch it. I, I was like, had I to, ta- I had I to take several breaks in this film to watch it, and yeah. I was like, it's not. It's weird because it's not scary, and it's not. It's not like graphic. It's not it's horrible, but it's scary. just so it's... unsettling. Like you're sitting in that horrible, like your stomach's in a knot. Mm. It's horrible. It's kind of scary in a way that is so believable that it's more scary than it like a monster. Because it could happen to you. Yeah, because yeah. it could happen to you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, the the synopsis is, a weekend canoeing trip goes horribly wrong and four men have to survive in the American wilderness. I've written a haiku. Oh, what does it say? A canoeing trip. It all goes horribly wrong. <laughs> four men whose life changed. It's very true. It's very true. I feel true. like you can't have an upbeat haiku about Deliverance. No. You can have an upbeat haiku about other films, but not Not Deliverance. Deliverance. I remember. I remember when I, I have a really vivid memory of that. It's this and Silence of the Lambs that my parents must have either recorded off the TV or rented or something. And I remember them going, oh, we're going to watch Deliverance tonight. Can I watch Deliverance? No, you can't. No. Please. Why won't you let me? No, you can't. Go to bed. Yeah, this is not. Why won't you let me watch it? And then, like, like, you know, I've I've watched it for the first time at thirty six, and I was like, I get it now. Yeah, get it. I'm glad I didn't watch it when I was young because it would have scarred me for life. Yeah, there is some films which you could get away seeing, Mm -hmm. perhaps younger than the yeah the age rating, Mm. but not Deliverance. No, it's weird, isn't it? Mm. I think you could watch a twelve if you're ten. You could probably watch watch a a twelve. Yeah. Hopefully, and you. I was okay. watching like Nightmare on Elm Street when I was twelve. Yeah. I wasn't actually. Allowed but I was to watch never anything. allowed. But I wasn't like, allowed to watch this. No. But I'm glad. No. Thanks, parents. That's uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm glad. It's it's based on a novel by James Dickey. Don't want to read it. And it's and uh, I I feel like some of the some of the themes in it is like nature being ruined by man. Mm. But then there's also all sorts of other stuff going on. It's it's quite interesting. Like watching it with a critical eye, yeah. And trying not to be sort of sad. Yeah, I had to take I had to take breaks. It was weird. I was like, God, what's wrong with me? Normally, it I'll was, just watch anything, yeah. and I'm just like, no, nope, it's fine. But I was like, no, nope, very bleak. It was a bit like a disaster movie as well, because it's a bit like it's a bit like like 127 hours type yeah. sort of yeah. Um, but it oh, it's sort of I was concerned that none of them were going to survive like i that's it. A lot, yeah that's it i was sat watching it and i was like they're all going to die out there aren't they in most films oh yeah, my I, god <laughs> I, I can pick out i can tell who's going to live like yeah in a lot of horror films yeah you're like that's it i was the, like the second oh no. the second one 
to like mm-hmm. get a tactical survive and yeah. uh, like you could just it's just was in this i was like i just think none of them are gonna I was make like, it oh god alive. they're all gonna die oh, this is horrible this is the worst with um thingy's leg i won't i won't skip ahead but that was yeah quite stressful yeah it was all very stressful Imagine being in a canoe going down rapids with a broken leg nope nope just no <sighs> i'd be like leave me here to die i'm not doing it <laughs> so so anyway yeah so yeah, uh, you had an interesting fact about this film. I did. And the colour saturation. Yeah, so the colours are very, very muted and a bit dark and they've kind of took the sunlight out of them. It's but almost like a sort of brown, grey wash. Yeah. yeah. But it was really bright sunny when they filmed it and it looked too beautiful for a horror film so they had to tone it down. Yeah. It's like, well, they should have kept the sunlight in. But yeah. then would it have been as unsettling? The thing is, you could do it Either way, you could do it in like a full sun because it'd be like a sort of Devil's Rejects type scenario where it's in like full blazing sunshine, but it's still scary. Mm. Or Midsummer, like Midsummer's beautiful. Yeah. But my God, that film is stressful scary. as well. Yeah. It's like that. I don't know if you've ever had it where you're somewhere and you think it's really, really nice. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's lovely and you're having a great time. And then something, you either notice something or something happens and then suddenly it's not a nice place. Yeah. And it's usually when you're out in nature and you realise, like, you're lost. Mm. Or you realise you you can't find your way. Or you're stuck and you can't get back. Yeah. Like, say you're on a beach. Yeah. And you're like, the beach is beautiful. And then you're like, there's cliffs all around and the tide's coming in. And suddenly it's a horrible place to be and you just don't want to be there. Yeah, that's it. Ugh. <laughs> like that. So, we open with this river and there's chatting over the sort of view of this massive river and the and, and it's the, the four guys who we have chatting about they need to go to this river because they're going to do some work which is going to... I think it's going to result in basically the river's not going to be there anymore mm, and there's going to be a town flood. that's going to be flooded. Yeah, they're going to flood and create a flood reservoir. Out. Yeah, so... Yeah, they're going to create a reservoir and then this river's basically not going to exist so they need to go and visit it before it's no longer there. And then it cuts to like a... It almost looks like a big quarry where mm. there's like lorries and lifting dirt and sort of doing all that kind of work. And then uh, I think it's Burt Reynolds's character. Is it Lewis? Yeah. He says that the landscape has been raped, which I thought was quite interesting. Mm. So it's it's kind of interesting because it, he uses it in such a throwaway way and how... It's kind of a word that's used and it has no real meaning to it almost, which it should do, obviously. But then it, it I don't think it's ever said again. No. Like, which is quite interesting. It's, yeah, it's yeah. tricky because mm. I think it is to do with the, the environmental stuff. Mm-hmm. But also... Yeah, it's I kind of. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I can't explain my yeah. thoughts. It's kind of. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, it's kind of that man, man ruining like a, a landscape, but yeah. also, but it's the 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 use of the word raped is a bit. Mm. It's a straight. So it's a really strange word to use, but it's kind well, of used in kind of a, yeah. a sort of throwaway term. Yeah, which is quite interesting because of what happens to them later, obviously. Then there's a an explosion at this quarry, and then it cuts to two cars travelling down this road. So it's the four guys, they're having a weekend trip away, and they're like, it's going to be great, we're going to drive down, we're going to go down this river, 
You'll be back by football on Sunday. It'll be great. Do you know that they're not? You can yeah. guarantee when someone's like, oh, it'll be a piece of cake, you'll be back in time for it tea. It isn't. It never will yeah. be. And then uh, one of them's like, oh, how do we get there? And he's like, yeah, it's fine, no, no. And then they're like, do you even know about canoeing? What, like, do we actually know? Because they're far, like, city. The city boys, mm, aren't they? They're definitely yeah. from the city. They're not, they're not outdoors people. It's like Lewis... I think Lewis, Lewis is a, thinks is, he is. Well, but he's probably just as city as the rest of them. But yeah, they're, they're basically saying it's the last chance to see this river, and they pull up to this like cabin sort of place, and then uh, they get out, and then uh, one of them's like, I think it's Drew. He's like, don't upset these people, mm. and then one of them's like, what people? Which I thought was quite interesting because, like, they have no regard for anybody yeah. there because they're the city people and they're better. Than yeah, they're it, I think there is sometimes. I don't know. Mm. It's obviously not true. Yeah, to yeah. everyone, but a lot of the time, if you come from a more populated area and go to an underpopulated area, you make assumptions about the people in the underpopulated Absolutely. area. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Apart from Drew, because Drew doesn't. Drew, yeah. So. They're, they're looking at this old dodge and he's like, oh, it's an old dodge in this. It's like an old sort of derelict car in this, wherever it is. And it's, I want to say drive, drive, but it's not really a drive. And then uh, a man comes in a hat and they're like, oh, we've got a live one here. Here he comes. Yeah, like so before this man has even spoken a word to them, they're like, they're like oh, a live one. Just yeah. because of his hat. Because I liked his, his hat. I liked he his reminded hat. me of Crazy Ralph. Oh, yeah. And I love Crazy Ralph. He's I like great. his trousers. Apparently, locals of the area were cast as the hill people. Hill people. The hill, the hill people, they were called, yeah. So he comes and he's like, you from the power company? They're like, no, no. And they're, they're, they're really dismissive towards him. And they're like, just fill the cars up. Yeah, I thought at this point, I was, I was like, like, don't be horrible. They're so obnoxious. They are really yeah. obnoxious. They're really obnoxious to him. And uh, then Drew's... A musician and he's playing his guitar and there's a little albino boy who sat on this porch mm. of this house. I was so pleased when the scenes because I knew the scene, the famous scene Julie was Bangers. in it, and I'd never. I just assumed it was later on. I didn't realise we were yeah. going to get like. But the iconic that's scene kind that of used. Early. That themes used throughout. Mm. Um, I looked at a lot of music. So who was the boy up as well? Yeah. And um, he's made a living from playing banjo players in films. Really? But he's not a banjo player. Well, interesting. That kid, yeah, couldn't play banjo. So they got another kid who could to put his arm underneath him and play the chords while he plucked. And yet the actor who played it has made a a thing out of recreating his deliverance. Weird. Yeah. Maybe he learned. Maybe Maybe he learned. I wanted to learn the banjo. Like, I honestly wanted to learn the banjo. I never wanted to learn it ever after watching this film, ever. You won't be able to because. I can't. Even a basic banjo that's new costs like four. Like, the cheapest new banjo is like 400 quid. Really? Yeah. Wow. And I'm not getting a second hand one. No, because might be haunted. Might be well, it might be haunted. <laughs> it could be. You don't know. You just don't know. I've seen Brahms. Oh God! Can you imagine a film about a haunted banjo? I'd watch it. It'd play at night. It'd play this, but and like, you'd be like, like "Oh God!" Mm. Yeah, oh, it'd be horrible. I actually really like the music though. <laughs> yeah, dueling banjos, but it's actually a banjo and a guitar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. dueling banjos. But I feel like this shows 
Drew's sort of it shows his personality and his willingness to engage with the locals and yeah. and he kind of respects this guy as a musician despite yeah. the fact that he's a hill person or whatever. Yeah. Like and he's he's having a lovely time and he's like, should we do it again? Like oh, I really enjoyed it kind of thing. And then uh, and then one of the other guys is like, ask ask that man about his hat. And they're just really like yeah, they're just a bit shitty with yeah. him really. Did you think though when you saw Drew? I, my first thought was Detective Bogomil from Beverly Hills Cop. Oh, I don't know. Oh, well. I don't know. It's, it's been a Bogomil. long time. It's a long time since I've seen it. So. Well, now, next time I watch Beverly Hills Cop, which You're gonna I don't be like, know when, I'm going to be like, <gasps> I no longer see him just as Detective Sad. Bogomil. Yeah. So they, they basically say that they need some drivers because they need to drive the cars down this river so mm. they can get back. And and then he's like, oh, there's some brothers live over there. They they might do it. So they're like, all right then. So then they get into the car, but Drew's still playing his his mm. guitar. The uh, man with the hat starts dancing. Apparently that was improvised. Oh, so good. <laughs> improvised dancing. I loved it. He was good at it. I loved it. He was having a right time. <laughs> and uh, and then like the other guys are talking about. They say something about like genetic deficiencies in these people and stuff. And I'm like, just. They're just like local people. They're just, just not dressed don't up. Don't be horrible. Like, like mm. you are. Yeah. Yeah. So then uh, he's like, so then Drew's like, oh, should we play again? Because he's like, oh, he's had a lovely time. Drew was. Oh, Drew oh, loved it. Drew would have not done the canoeing trip and stayed at the farm playing the playing banjo, banjo guitar. Yeah. Yeah. And um, yeah, they're like, just give him a cu- give him a couple of quid, like. Give him a couple of this little boy. So then uh, they drive to find these brothers and they go to this house and they see an old woman in a house sewing and then they hear, I think they hear like hammering or something. So they mm. follow that sound and it's one of the guys that's doing some work. And then they're like, can you drive our two cars down to Aintree because we're doing this canoe thing and uh, we'll need them. And then he's like, why do you want to go down there? Like, mm. And he was like, because it's there. And he's like, I'll pay you $30. And then he's like, I'll take $50, thank you. At which point they could have been like 40 but no. And then he's like, my arse, you'll get mm. that. And then he's like, 40 All right, then. <laughs> right away as well. So these men have arrived at this isolated community, mm-hmm. expecting without prior like communication them to just take their cars... Yeah, down to town for them because they're like, oh, I'll pay you money for it, and, and they're going to give money them like thirty dollars. Yeah, and not not a not more, not any more. And what you should have done like a scouting trip and been like, oh, we're thinking of coming up next weekend with some cars. Is there anyone who would mind driving them to the town? We're willing to that sort of, but no. Yeah, just showed they're up, just like, oh, like, these the locals will do it. They'll yeah. do it for thirty quid. Yeah. Actually, but the locals did actually do it. They did, yeah. So, so they they sort of drive off, and the brothers follow. Apparently, the dueling banjos scene was the first scene that they shot, and the rest of it was basically shot in sequence. Just went from there. Yeah, yeah. it was all shot in in sequence with each other. Apparently, uh, Donald Sutherland rejected the role of Ed. Oh. He got offered the role of Ed and said he later regretted it. Mm. Well, yeah. it's always hard to imagine a film with different cast. I get, I kept watching this and I was like, how the fuck is that John Voight? I don't understand. Mm, he looks literally, so young. I've only seen him in Anaconda, like yeah. at that age, and I'm like, I can't get my head around that that is him. John Voight. Doesn't look like him at all. It's weird. He looks like Angelina Jolie. 
that for obvious reasons they're related. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's mad, isn't it? And I was just like, I can't. But then I was like, is it John Voight? And I was like, it's not John Voight. And I was like, no, it is. It really is. And I was like, that's really weird because I've never seen him in anything like past the nineties, probably. He's so he reminds me of Christopher Walken. He's got a bit of yeah. He reminds yeah. me of um, he reminded me of a bit of um, Ed Harris. Looks a bit like Ed Harris. Is that the guy from Apollo 13? Mm, I don't know. Maybe not it. then. Maybe Never not. It. It's the mm. guy who was in Westworld. Well, I can't. I think. I can't possibly tell but, now. But, um, yeah, so they, they, they drive down this this road. And uh, Lewis, who is Burt Reynolds, this was his breakthrough role. He uh, is driving like a lunatic. And Do you think they saw him driving and some casting agent is like, I can imagine him... Driving alongside a big lorry. Yes. Racing to Texarkana. Yep. Using a radio. It would be hilarious. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a lot more lighthearted than this, definitely. So he's he's driving like a lunatic and, and they're like, will you slow down? Do you even know where you're going? And he's like, yeah, it'll be fine. And he's just going, rallying around these corners. I was like, God, if I was in that car, mm. I'd have been so sick. It'd be horrible. And then um, he's really enjoying himself in this car. He's like, yes, but one with nature driving in this car, it's great. And then he stops and he's like, listen. And all you can hear is like river sounds and he's like, we're at the river. It's very exciting. And then uh, he says, sometimes you have to lose yourself before you find anything, which well, they certainly do. Yes. So he says, in a few months, this river will be gone. It'll be a dead lake. And then uh, they're like, right, we're going to get canoeing, I suppose. Get Get the canoes off and then they can drive off. And then uh, I think Ed, who is John Voight, sort of looks among the trees and sees a group of people, mm. like, watching him. But then he's like, eh, whatever. Yeah. So uh, they start going down stream and they're like, look out for rocks, be safe. That's it, basically. And it's a lovely scenery, apart from, obviously, there's this colour wash, but it looks really like it a nice place to go, like, nicer. if it was full sun, yeah. Yeah. Um, they go through some rapids, but they manage to negotiate them, and it's fine. The banjo boy's on a bridge, and he's they wave to him. He's on yeah. a bridge. I'm like, how did Drew he get there so was fast? So pleased to see him. Drew was such a pure-hearted. Drew was a good man. Yeah, he was a good dude. So yeah, so he waves to him, and it's all very nice. It's great. They get to more rapids, and Lewis is all for going through them, and they're all a bit like, oh, I don't know about this. And he's like, yeah, no, it's fine. Oh, Lewis. And they're like, well, what are we going to do? And he's like, just don't hit the rocks with your head, and you'll be fine. That sounds okay, yeah. And then they make it, and then they're all like, way, we made it, it's great. Um, The second canoe turns round a little bit, but they do make it, and they're all sort of successful, and they're having a great time, and it's great. They're in this canoe, and Bert has a cigar. And I was like... How is that cigar dry? How? He yeah. is in a canoe. In a canoe. In a canoe that has just ridden through the rapids, but it was dry. And I was like, I don't understand this, but anyway, it's fine. They uh, they decide to set up camp and he starts to do some fishing with a bow and arrow. Yeah. Shooting fish. Apparently, James Dickey gave lessons to Bert in the bow and arrow. Right. And he became quite He's proficient. Quite good. He's yeah. one of those people who tries something for a day and they can do it. I hate people like that. So there is some, like people can learn the unicycle or something in a day and then they're just able to do it. They just learn things really I can't quickly. even... Oh, no. It annoys me. But anyway, apparently, it's quite good. So then 
he's sort of saying that basically one day machines and the system will fail and survival will be the game. Mm. And he's sort of... He's almost like a doomsday prepper, but not yeah. quite. Like, But he's kind of got that mentality that like one day will basically be reduced to sort of basic... Hunter-gatherer. Hunter-gatherer kind of stuff, yeah. And then Ed's like, well, the system's done fine by me. I've got a nice job, got a house, got a wife, got a kid. It's fine. But then he's like, yeah, but why do you go on these trips? And he sort of looks at him and he doesn't really have an answer to that at all. Well, you can go on a river rafting trip and enjoy it without... Is it a sense like of does he want being a sense of excitement? That you'll have to live this way. Yeah, does he want a sense of excitement because he's got a sort of perfect life mm. and it's very calm and whatever. So well, he's going to get a little bit more than he bargained for. They uh, they managed to catch a fish, and I think I'm sure one of them's like, I hate him because <laughs> he's done it. Because I feel like they were like, oh yeah, well you won't catch anything, and he catches this fish, and they're like, oh, for God's sake. So then it gets to night time and they've set up camp and they've got a campfire and they're singing away and having a chat. Um, Drew's playing dueling banjos because yep. he's playing that tune because he loves it now. Is a guitar a good thing to bring on it? I mean, obviously for the film, it did play a part because I really like that. I would say bit. probably not because you want to travel light. Yeah, and it's, I mean, it could get easily broken. It, you don't want water getting inside it. Mm. It's fragile. Yeah. It's bulky. Yeah. But, obviously, he really enjoyed playing it, so yeah. why not? It provides campfire entertainment later yeah. on. So they're sort of saying, like, Lewis is kind of saying that they've lost something living in the city and, and it's almost like they're not real men anymore because they're so reliant on mm, the city and technology and everything else. Well, um, I should try 2021. And then, <laughs> and then um, is it Bobby? Is he called Bobby? I think he might be called Bobby. But he, he basically says the, the beauty of an air mattress. And I was like, <laughs> yes. When you are camping, an air mattress is the best. It's not really, really camping. But I don't want to sleep on the floor. So, <laughs> well. I'm not a camper. I don't do camping. Well, Neolithic people grew up sleeping on whatever they slept on. Mm. Therefore, it would be easy for them to sleep on it. Whereas people nowadays grew up We've sleeping on a mattress. It's too hard to, to adapt. Yes, yeah. exactly. So he, yeah, Lewis walks off and then they're like, where's he gone? Where, where's Lewis gone? I don't know. But then Sensed he, something, he pops up he? behind yeah. him and he's like, oh, I thought I heard something or someone. I don't know. And that's so it. So at this point they're being stalked. Are well, we maybe. Kind of. But are they? Though? I don't know. Do you know what I mean? I don't, yeah. I'm not sure that they are. I think it's purely by chance. Mm. So they call it a night and then one of them says, like, if anything happens, no one will find us. Oh, yeah. And I was like, I think that's when I started to be like, oh, God, oh, God, this is horrible. I don't well, like yeah. it. The wilderness is a big place. Oh, no, I was like, nope, this is bad. So then it's the morning and Ed goes to fish with the bow and he goes wandering off, but he finds a deer. Mm. So he decides that he's going to attempt to shoot this deer, but he misses it. You shouldn't shoot a whole deer on a canoeing trip. What are you going to do with Where are you a gonna whole put it? deer? <laughs> Eat it, all of it. Mm. Uh, he misses in the day scarpers because he gets a bit of a... Gets a bit shaky. He gets shaky and he can't do it. I wouldn't have even been able to pull the string on the bow back. It's really hard, apparently. Mm, yeah. 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 I liked how he had a little glove to do it. Mm. Um, so he heads back and they're sort of packing up and getting back on the canoes. And then one of them's like, 
my bites have bites at this point. <laughs> like, and I was like, yeah, I feel you. Because mm. every t- when I go to France, I get bitten so much. Mm. Like, everything just bites me. It's horrible. Like, I enjoy the holiday, but goddamn the bites. Yeah. Oh, it's worse. So, they're travelling down this river, and it's lovely views, and it's great. They see... I think they get... Is this where they get, like, separated? Yeah, I think they do, yeah. 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 So, they uh, they go down this river, and then I think they see some people there, don't they? Yeah. So, they go so to investigate. John Voigt climbs out and spots someone. So, it's, John, it's Ed and yeah. Bobby. I think his name's Bobby. So, there's like they're in, like, two canoes of two and two. Yeah. And then uh, they're like, what are you doing? And they're like, oh, we're just going to Aintree. Because, yeah. you know, like, just friendly people. We're just going to Aintree. We're going down this river, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, you do realise that this river doesn't go there, don't you? And then I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. oh God. And then uh, he's like, I think you've taken a wrong turn. And then they're like, you're lost, aren't you? And it sees, like, two sort of hill people, shall yeah. we say. And then they're like, oh, no, it'll be fine. We'll just... Be on our well, way. They can't really do much about it now. They might as well just carry on pedalling. Yeah, we'll just be on our way. We're going. And then... But then one of them says, oh, well, he says something about buying booze from him. And he's like, but I don't know what you're doing here. It's nothing to do with me. But like, you know, if you're selling booze or whatever, we'll buy it off you. And I thought that was the point mm. that it kind of... It mm. took a turn. Because I think maybe before that they could have just gone. Yeah. But for some reason... It was kind of a, another, like, trying to buy themselves out of a situation. Yeah. Because the city people, and it just completely mm. backfires. Oh, it's horrible. So, one of them's got a shotgun, and he points at Ed, and then they're both a bit like, oh, shit, it's what's gone going wrong. on? It's gone badly wrong. Yeah. And they lead him further into the woods. Uh, they back Ed up to a tree and tie him to the oh, tree. Oh, I didn't like with it, a belt. Oh, I just round his neck. Round his neck is what. I was just it. Oh, from this point on, I was just was extremely uncomfortable. Yeah, it's really horrible. And he he's sort of trying to escape this tree. You can't. And then obviously the the other guys there and they point the gun. They point the gun at him and they've got a knife to Ed, mm. who can't get away, and basically makes the other guy take his pants off. See, in this situation, I'd probably have been like, no, I won't, and then I'd get shot. <laughs> because I'm defiant, it's and I don't, so, I don't yeah. like being told what to do. Well. I'm not doing it. The problem is, it's, like, it's so hard to tell yeah. how people, anyone's going to react in, react in that situation. a situation yeah. where oh. it suddenly becomes horribly it, serious. This yeah. is it. It just tur- it's turns so quickly. Mm. So basically, like they make him take all of his clothes off, and he tries to run away and falls down. And Ed... Is basically watching his friend get abused yeah. because he oh, can't do anything. I just, I just couldn't watch it. No. I let it play, and then I just sort of. W- he couldn't. Do, he just couldn't do anything, yeah. and like he looks like distraught because like his friend's getting attacked, and it's very sort of. It's very sort of considering it's a man because like you've there's like there's been films of like sort of rape revenge films I suppose you'd call them where like women have been attacked and stuff like that and and this sort of turns it on its head because it's men and you Mm. don't expect normally that men would be attacked yeah it's horrible he gets raped that poor man and then they see their two friends travelling past on the canoe and I was just like oh god it's horrible it's so horrible it's horrible it is horrible and and, it's just horrible Ed 
gets untied and then the guy decides that he's got a pretty mouth and wants him to use it. So he's like, are you actually for serious? What is going on? But then he falls to the floor, does this hill guy. Mm. And then I was like, oh my God, what's happened? Oh, what's happened? I was like, did he do that? Who did that? And then uh, it's basically Lewis, who's got his bow and arrow, yeah. who shot one of them. Which I was like, yeah, fair enough. Getting yeah. shot. And then uh, Ed gets the gun. The other guy scarpers. And then uh, basically this guy who's got shot with this arrow... I think he shoots him in the heart because he's basically yeah, dying. Yeah, it takes quite a while. It, yeah. it sort of stumbles to this tree. Oh. See, this bit was horrible too. Like, I didn't have sympathy for him. Yeah. But it was, it's just not nice to watch any of this, like, this little this s- unfold sequence. It's not, none of it yeah. has any enjoyment other than, Yeah. well, there's no there's enjoyment. There's no enjoyment. There's you can't no say enjoyment. enjoyment. It's, he, he dies... Basically, against this tree, and Drew Drew's there now, and he's like, "Can we do anything for him?" And they're like, "Well, not really, because he's dead." I think stuff like this. I don't. It's things where you're having a nice time and it gets ruined. Mm. I hate it, yeah. and I hate it when people are accused of things they've not done as well. I hate yeah. it. Like they're the two things for me that like really like I don't know, like make me really uncomfortable and annoyed. Mm. And I was like, their holiday, their holiday has been ruined. It was terrible. The two, like, moonshiners or whatever they were, mm. didn't have to do that, but they did. Yeah. And it all, like, literally ruined four people's lives. What unfolded? Five people's lives. Five. Because that guy did. Six people. So yeah. the moonshiners ruined their own lives also yeah. by what And then happened. ruined these four guys' lives. Yeah, and it's like, well, what was the point? you didn't have to do that. Why did you... Mm. Why did you... Why? Tell, why did you create that situation? Uh, you could have just let them go. It was horrible. They weren't going to do anything. They weren't going to, like, tell the police about your They could have just backed away and left. Yeah. And that was it. But yeah. no. Basically, they're, they're saying that he... It was a justifiable homicide. You've saved your friends because they were attacking him. And then they're kind of saying about, well, what what, what will that mean in, in the eyes of the law? Like, it's not going to look good, is it? And they're basically saying, there's going to be a trial. You've basically killed a man. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, I'm not going down for anything. F that. I'm not doing it. And then they're like, Lewis, you, you've killed somebody. You have to yeah. think about this. Like, I think he says, like, the game begins or something. And... Mm. Do you ever think it's in just, like, some films, like, um, like a, I can't think of an example, like an Arnold Schwarzenegger film or whatever, like a classic 90s action film, mm-hmm. where they shoot loads and loads of people yeah. dead. Yeah. And yet in this film... One person. One person mm. starts everything. It's like, well, in real life, you couldn't, like, do an Arnold Schwarzenegger action movie type... Mm occurrence that's it because you just it's just who because these are kind of ordinary people yeah and and one person has been killed and it's basically ruined the whole lives yeah oh it's horrible i needed a break after this (laughs) so then they're like we need to get rid of this guy uh the other guy might have gone to the police and they're like no i won't what they're gonna say and then they're sort of saying well he might get his mates down like there'll be more of them what we're gonna do and and lewis lewis isn't worried lewis is like nah it's gonna be fine so then they're like, oh, that's it. He's like, the lake's going to be here soon. Yeah. And all the evidence will be yeah. buried. No one will find him. It'll be fine. So they kind of take a vote. Bobby says bury him. He doesn't want this to get out. 
Bobby basically wants to forget it ever mm. happened because it was bloody horrible. Poor Bobby. I know. And then they kind of... Drew's trying to reason with Ed, but Ed's kind of saying, I'm with Lewis, we need to get rid of this guy. And yeah. Drew Drew kind of wants to go to the police and do the yeah. right thing because he is a good soul. He is a good soul, isn't he? They take the guy to bury him and it's it's almost like a mirroring shot of when they started on the trip i noticed like before they started on the trip but except they've got this guy uh, right, they're checking yeah. with him they're digging the grave with, Dig- the with the hands oh it's horrible it's horrible digging the grave with the oh, hands when they put, i just want to say I, i'm very impressed by all the actors out there who can pretend to be dead yeah whilst being buried, buried. manhandled moved around mm-hmm. i would I think not a lot of it is editing. It. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's no, there's no real music. I noticed a lot of this film. There's no mm. soundtrack apart from the occasional bit where they're like it's down the river and stuff. Music, yeah, yeah. So then they run to the canoes and uh, they decide that they need to get to entry and get the f out of yeah. there. Drew does not have his his buoyancy aid on. Oh, and they're like, put you your life jacket on, Drew. And do it tight. Do you know what happens often? Well, not often, very rarely. So if you've got your buoyancy aid on but it's not tight, you fall in the water, you put your arms it up to off. start swimming and it floats off over your arms and you haven't got it. Ugh, so no. I always have to tighten it under your arms as much like so it cannot come off. Ugh. Yeah, tight, keep them tight. So they're paddling through these rapids and then Drew sort of falls into the water. They get swept yeah. through these rapids. The canoes break and it's absolute it's, chaos. It's terrible. It's Lewis is Lewis gets his leg hurt. Oh, Lewis. Poor Lewis. So, apparently, um, Ned beat it. I think he was Drew, if I'm correct. When oh, he was thrown overboard for this scene. Bobby, was it? Was that Bobby? I think Ned... I think Drew was something else because I remember him being detective Bogomil. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, thrown overboard and sucked under by a whirlpool. And he was like, I pretty much thought I was going to drown. And then sort of thought, how will John finish the film? And then he, and then he was like, I bet the bastard will find a way. Because <laughs> <laughs> so, a lot of them did their own stunts, I think. Yeah. Which is pretty impressive of them. Yeah. yeah brave actors. Um, Burt Reynolds broke his coccyx on Ooh. this scene. Because they used a dummy originally and he was like how did it look and uh, Barman said it looked like a dummy going down yeah. the waterfall it looked crap yeah. so he basically did it and then broke his tailbone <laughs> yeah his leg legs broken and then they're like Drew was shot Drew was shot because at this point I was like but, but I he don't wasn't think shot. he was I, shot I, I thought I it looked like he put himself in yeah I think he'd gone into shock I think he put um, himself in because he wasn't he didn't put on his buoyancy aid and he wasn't I don't responding. think he could cope with no, what I happened think, and he chucked himself yeah, over yeah I think I it thought. sort of went into shock which yeah. resulted in him just yeah. going into the water yeah which is understandable my my take was I thought he'd done it to himself and he was like I can't deal with this I'm, mm. I'm going in because he didn't put his life thing on so but I was like oh that's horrible Louis Lewis is not coping as you as would expect by his leg being broken. He's a little wuss about it, mm. to be honest. Like he's crying and carrying on after he was sort of the most sort of male bravado yeah. of them all. Like well, often you did that just to people who are the loudest tend to not yeah. cope with things. Whereas I feel like Ed is quite quiet and yeah. he sort of deals with stuff. They can't find Drew, and Ed goes swimming to look for him, and he sees his guitar that's been broken. Oh. And then they're like, there was another guy up there. 
And he shot him. Mm. And then they're like, I think he might try and kill us as well. And they end up sort of trapped in this gorge. They put Lewis on this rock. And then they're like, what the hell are we going to do? That's like a nightmare situation, isn't it? Oh, it's horrible. And then they're they're like, what do we do, Lewis? And he's like, now you get to play the game. The game of survival. And he's like, well, he knows that we're here and we know that he's there, so... Does this whole thing remind you of The River Wild? I've never seen it. I love The River Wild. I've never seen it, but yeah, probably. It's probably based on on this, I would think. It's definitely got a lot of similarities, Um, but The River Wild is just more, I would say, a thriller. Yeah. I'd say probably, there was probably, like, inspiration from Mm. this, definitely. So, Ed gets the bow and arrow, I think, and starts to climb the rock. He actually climbed that cliff. Oh, he's good. He climbed it. cliff was sheer. I was like, what? But he does. He climbs it, and it's it's very long, and it goes from like day to night, and he makes it up there, and and he and he does look out at one point, and he's like, oh, what a view! And I thought, well, you know, you've got to enjoy it while you you're do. up there, I suppose. Whilst you're up there, you use some charcoal from a fire to put some um, hand draw some hand signals on a big log. Okay. Communicate with your wife. Yeah. Oh no, wait. He, That's uh... a wild. <laughs> He uh, he looks at a photo of his family and then drops it down the gorge. Oh. And then he's like, ah! And then he's like, he's basically has a bit of a moment where he's like, you're never going to get out of here alive. What are you doing? What is happening? And then he's like, right, get a grip. Pull yourself together. So he gets to the top and it's dark. And he's armed with this crossbow. And the look on his face is like, what is happening? Am mm. I actually having to do this right now? Because this it's happening. is insane. And he's waiting in the dark. Then it gets to the next day. And there's the armed guy with the shotgun mm. who's, like, overlooking this gorge thing. And it's like when he was looking at this deer. He goes to shoot, but he can't release the bow. He he ends up... I don't know how the hell he manages to do it, but he ends up... I don't know if it, like, backfires into him and he ends up getting shot by this arrow. Yeah, so he sort of shoots... He, he can't... He can't let go of it. And I think it arrow. snaps back Something from happened. the front... Instead of the back, and then it goes into him, basically. But he does shoot an arrow out. Yeah, he it's, does. The, the out, there's arrows out and about everywhere. Yeah, I don't know how he managed it. I don't know how the hell he Reminds managed it. Reminds me of the it. time that that guy from mm. East 17 ran himself over. Brian Harvey ran, ran himself, himself over. over. A bit yeah. like that. Yeah. So he manages to shoot this guy, because like, he arrows him in back, and he runs over to him and he's dead. But he realises it's not the same guy as before who attacked him in the woods. Yeah, so oh, then this bit was so like, the look on his face as well is like, that's not even the same yeah. person. Because I think they'd convince themselves, they were like, that's that guy, he's yeah. out to kill us, this is what's happening. But I don't think he was. Well, he had his teeth. Cause the, he had so, all his teeth. Yeah, but then <laughs> the teeth were fake. Yeah. And I noticed that his fake teeth looked unbrushed. Mm. And it's like, well, if you can't... If you lose your teeth mm. and you get fake teeth, mm-hmm. but you can't even brush your fake teeth, which mm. you can take out of your mouth. You can put them in steridant. Yeah. yeah. But he didn't brush even his fake teeth. But, yeah, I think... Because my, my, my thought was it wasn't the same guy. It looked like a different guy. I thought it was the same guy. What? And I feel like... Because my, my reading was it wasn't even the same guy. Mm. So, like, they've killed somebody else now. Yeah. And that's made it worse. Because 
they were convinced that this guy had shot Drew, but I don't think he did. I think Drew chucked yeah. himself in, so that's made it even worse. And I was just like, oh my God, this situation is just getting worse. worse and worse and worse. It's horrible. So he, he throws the gun and the crossbow over the edge into the river and then puts the body down on a rope and then basically climbs down the rope. Mm. Oh, this bit was horrible with that body hanging. Oh, horrible. It was horrible. I think, obviously, editing was involved, and I think a, a fake body was also yeah. involved. But at some it's, point, it's the horrible. actor was all roped up and being lowered, and I was like, this it's is horrible. intense. I hope they got paid fairly for this. <laughs> yeah. They, um, the rope snaps, and he ends up falling in the river with the dead guy, and the dead guy nearly kills oh. him because he can't get up. He manages to get out enough so Bobby can pull him out of this river. And then and then he's like, you did it, Ed, you did it. And then he's like, that is him, isn't it? And I, and I feel like it wasn't. And, and it, I don't know if he's like, yeah, guess. And then they basically tie a stone to this guy and put him in the mm. river. So then he's taken care of, I suppose. Of sorts, I guess. Apparently, uh, Julian Banjo's won a Grammy. Oh, really? Mm. Well... It's a good tune. Yeah. It's a great tune. And apparently the canoes that were used in the film are displayed in the Burt Reynolds Museum. There's a Burt Reynolds Museum? Apparently so, yep. I find it more surprising that there's a Burt Reynolds Museum mm-hmm. than I find it surprising mm-hmm. that they displayed the canoes. Like, displaying the canoes in a film mm. museum would be fine, but there's... What else is in the Burt Reynolds Museum? I don't know. Where is it? I don't know. We should go. <laughs> we could go. Um. So... They, they load Lewis in the canoe and they set off and canoe further down and they find Drew basically up against like a tree branch. His arm is oh, all kinds of fucked up. Broke. It's all it's round his head. It's like, um, it's like it follows where that woman's all like contorted and oh, it's horrible. And then they're like, was he shot? He wasn't shot. Because he keeps saying, was yeah. he shot, was he shot? And they're looking, but there's nothing no. to say that he was. Oh, this is why I have such respect for people who work in emergency services who yeah. deal with these sorts of situations on a daily basis. You've got to, yeah, it's horrible. You've got to be quite tough to deal with stuff mm. like that. Oh, yeah. yeah, definitely. So they take Drew with them down the river and they're like, I think one of them's like, I didn't really know him. And then they sort of say he was a good husband, a wonderful father. If we can get through this, I'll do all I can for them. He was mm. the best of us. And I was like, he, he was, had, yeah, he was he the best of you. He didn't he? Yeah. And then they just let him go and they oh. just carry on. And I was like, oh, that's so sad. It's horrible. Because especially at some stage, they must have been thinking, we didn't even have to come on this canoeing trip. Like, they must, like, it's, I understand, yeah. like, bad things happen when they happen, but they must have thought, yeah. Why did we have to? If who suggested it? Why did why did I think it would be a good idea? Why mm-hmm. did we have to come on this? It's now ruined everything. Yeah, that's it. It's, it's Oof, horrible when it's something horrible. that you thought would be good turns out to be something bad. Oh god, it's horrible. Was if a volcano went off? That's beyond your like, control. Fair enough. If you live there, that's that's yeah. that in it. Yeah. Ugh. So they continue down this river through rapids, and Lewis is not having fun. Travelling through these rapids oh. with a broken leg. He's screaming in pain. Yeah. It's just bad. They make it through the rapids and they manage to make it down to Aintree. 
So they're like, we made it. Yeah, we got like here. Rusty cars, but and I was like, it it can't yeah. be that easy. It can't um, be. There's something's gonna. That's go the wrong. thing. It was quite e- like it was quite easy, easy for them. To, yeah. So like an easy trip is just. Yeah. That's another thing. I was just like, why? It's just horrible. Mm. Um, they're like, we need to get Lewis to a doctor, and we need to tell him it all happened here to stop him looking, and that's yeah. the story. We need to stick to it, basically. So. Did you think that it's because it? A bit felt like a bit like a more like a thriller at this point because in a horror film there would have been more trials and tribulations before they'd got to the kind of I think that's what makes it worse though, somehow yeah it's it's more like real life and it just makes it worse it, it didn't mm. it it suddenly there was like this big letdown and they yeah. got to safety but yeah. then it wasn't over because they still had to continually deal with it in a horror film mm-hmm. it's like you're getting attacked and then you escape and you get attacked and then as a policeman who rescues you over and then you're fine. Yeah. Was in this, it was like they weren't fine even when they were yeah. safe. Yeah, that's it. They uh, they get out to a road. Ed gets out and walks up a hill to see where they are. Um, the cars are there where they said they were. They were so good at canoeing. And then, the way they parked that canoe on the drive, yeah. a very good technique. <laughs> and then uh, he basically goes into a shop and he's like, can I use your phone? Then uh, it, it's uh, Lewis is stretched off to the hospital and then they told him that Drew went missing. And then they're like, how did you shoot yourself? And then he falls asleep. <laughs> He's like, no, I don't know, I'm not telling I'm too you. too tired to answer these questions. Um, yeah, and then uh, he eventually gets up to another house and Bobby's there and then they get fed by this group of nice people. Talking about cucumbers or something. Cucumber chat about the massive yeah. cucumbers that they've grown. And I was like, as a person who lives off the land now... Yeah, I liked it. Yeah, uh, Bobby's just eating. I feel like Bobby is like I'm completely shut down. This never happened it to me. Happen. Ed, it didn't happen. Ed cries. He's like crying while he's eating his yeah. dinner. And then the police are questioning Bobby, but Ed can hear them in the next room. Mm. It cuts to, and then he's like, he goes to find Bobby, and he's like, "We're in trouble. They don't believe us." And he's like, "What did you tell him? You told him, didn't you? You ratted us out." And he's like, "No, no, I stuck to the story, like we said." And then he's like, but the, the, I think they found the other canoe or something. And then he's like, we've been through a lot. And then I think they're getting in a car and then the policeman says, the guy, the hat man from the beginning, his, like, his brother-in-law's missing. So he's mm. one of the guys they've killed, I think. And they're like, have you, have you seen him? And they're like, nope. No. Nope. Nothing. No, nope. nope. don't know anything. Got nothing on them. Um, and then, so basically, they get away with it, and they leave. Yeah. Do so, you know what bit I really liked? I really liked that bit at the end where he looked over and they were digging up all the graves. I didn't yeah. like it. I mean, I didn't like that. That's yeah, not something like I like. Yeah, there was like a grave sort of site, but wasn't there? Yeah. it was a really good little bit at the end to show that it's like, Stuff can get unearthed, and you yeah. might get found out. And you might get found that out. That last image was just like, yeah. these people will find out will, eventually. Something is going to follow you from this. You not, you haven't Even quite got away with it. Even the psychological scars will yeah, follow you. Yeah, definitely. Um, well, it followed me. The I just watched it. The policeman was played by James Dickey, who wrote the book. Oh, it's mm-hmm. his little cameo there. So. The guy, I think, they get a taxi to wherever. I think he's going to the hospital, isn't he? And he drives them and he's basically saying that the town's going to be 
covered and flooded. Yeah. Um, but it's probably the best thing for it, actually. <laughs> I really like that taxi I know, driver. I was like, yeah, you know, we'll get covered, whatever. Um, it gets to the hospital and they're saying that Lewis might lose his leg oh. and he's not woken up yet. Oh, Lewis. So he goes to he goes to see him and he's like, we've changed the story. And he's like, how are you feeling to like everybody? And he's like, never better. And then they're like, do you remember anything that happened? And he's like, nope, no, I don't. <laughs> So I was like, best yeah, way. best way. And then he's like, I'll drive Drew's car back um, and basically deal with that fallout mm. when that comes. Uh, the sheriff comes over and he says, did you see... Oh, he's like, did you see any any other people? And he's like, yeah, uh, I guess. And then they're like, how come you ended up with four life jackets? And then uh, Bobby's like, Drew wasn't wearing his, so we had a spare and then basically the sheriff's like, don't come back here. Do not. Do not come back yeah. here. Go away. And then uh, he, Ed and, Ed and Bobby sort of say bye to each other. And then he, and then Bobby's like, I don't think I'll be seeing you for a while. No. Because obviously they can't even be in the same room as each other now because it's going to remind them of this horrible yeah. fucking weekend that I think they need to be seeing a therapist. Oh my God, definitely. And then uh, before they leave, like Ed's looking onto this room and he sees like them burying these Bur- bodies. Yeah, mm, best uh, scene. Yeah, just finishes the movie. And then he he goes home to his wife and son, and he looks like he's seen some shit yeah. when he gets back. Poor guy. Fun fact about the boy. Yeah. Uh, the it Ed's was Angelina Jolie. It wasn't, but it was Charlie Borman. What the motorcycle guy? Yeah. From- the, what the, the long motor- way round from the Ewan McGregor moat? Yeah, what was his... he doing there? He's the director's son, Barman, oh. Charlie Barman, so wow. little Charlie Barman. Yeah, wow, he's the one. Because I was like Barman, Barman. That sounds familiar. Yeah. And then I looked at the um, the facts, and it was like Ed's boy was played by the son, Charlie Barman. Like, Charlie Barman, the long way round. Yeah. You know what though? I do have an issue with that because sometimes when you're trying to enjoy watching telly and an advert comes on and it's him and he's like, oh, look at this 1962 <laughs> Ford. I'm like, I, I was enjoying the programme. I just, I didn't need that advert <laughs> with you in, Amazing. unfortunately, in the nicest possible way. He's, he really interrupts. It interrupts his, my enjoyment. Yeah. When, when an advert with him in comes on, <laughs> you, you, you cannot avoid his voice. Oh, that's funny. In a nice way, I'm sure he's lovely. So, so yeah, so he goes home to his wife and son and then it basically cuts to him waking up, screaming in the night Ugh. and having night terrors. And that's the end of the film. Fiend. And I was like, well, that was a bummer. Yeah, it, it was a good film. It's a good film, but God, like, it really... It affected me. Yeah, it's one of those films mm. where it's not forgettable. It's yeah. not a forgettable film, which is not a bad thing. Yeah. Because perhaps when you set out to make a film, that's mm-hmm. your intention. Yeah, but it is good. Um, like, I can see why it's a classic and I can see why people are like, you need to watch this film. It's like Absolutely. it's scary, but it's not a horror. Yeah. Because a horror is like, there's a, I'd a say villain. It was a horror. It was, it was a, it was a, it it was like a scary. Me. It was like a horror, but set in the real world. Yeah, which is scarier to me yeah than because everything i can watch jason like, i can watch yeah. freddy they're not real like they're not they're not real things mm. but like getting attacked in the woods oh, and well, having to kill people to survive yeah. could happen to you or even just 
some of the, the oh, side doing things canoeing that happened, and breaking my leg. Like Ugh. feeling uncomfortable mm-hmm. on a what uh, on a holiday yep. and then suddenly it turns into like a frightening experience. That's and, horrible. Or like breaking your leg. Yep. It's just Blech. it's no. so much worse than oh, it distressed me beyond belief. Yeah. <laughs> But then there might be a lot of people who are like, oh, it's tame. Oh, it's tame. There's, there wasn't very much gore. It's not scary. There's no gore in it. And it's like, well, use your imagination. Everything's it's quite subjective, terrifying. though, isn't it? It is what yeah. it is. Like, some people probably would watch, say, I don't know, Conjuring and be like, oh, that terrified me. But then say, oh, this is a bit slow. And, mm. Do you know what I mean? It's all, it's all relative, isn't it? It depends on how much you use your imagination, I suppose, mm. doesn't it? Like, if you were like, but it's not real. Yeah. Of course, it's not scary. I think scary. the thing it's for me real, is I'm like, like, it could be real. And yeah. that's what freaks me out. Yeah. Um, I've given it a 3.5. It's a good solid, good solid film. It's solid, but don't watch it if you're feeling fragile. I think that was my problem. I think I am a bit fragile at the moment. And I was like, I need a break. I can't do this. <laughs> if you're feeling fragile, yeah. watch... Watch something up The River Wild. Watch Happy Death Day. It's much more fun. Have I seen... I've seen that. You've seen yeah. that. Uh, no gore and no humour. It's not funny. It's not no. funny. Couldn't find the humour because it's not funny. The only humour <laughs> I found was my comparisons with Smoking the Bandit. I did enjoy that. Yeah. But that was only at the start. I stopped doing that after yeah. it went wrong. Yeah. Yeah, you, you, can't, you can't, even, but, can't even find fun yeah, in that. Yeah. I think it, it is a, it's one of those that you you should see. It's a, it's on a it sort a of classic. list, you know. Yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, it's a bit of a downer. But uh, but I, I did like it. It's very well done. Yeah. Very well shot. Yeah. Also, recommend I reckon you could have an experience like that in different places. Like as in mm-hmm. the people who live in the woods in is it Georgia or maybe. I, I, I I'm not quite sure that region. I'm sure those people are all lovely. Yeah. And it's not a reflection on them. But also, you could you could find yourself in that situation in any number yeah. of different places. Yeah. Ugh. God. Mm. No. <laughs> but yeah, strong strong recommend. I definitely think people should watch it. I would, I but would give, give it a go. Don't watch it expecting it to be a frivolous lark. <laughs> frivolous lark, yeah. No, it's not. Definitely isn't. So, next week... We're going to do the last of the Apocalypse Trilogy. So we're going to do John Carpenter's Prince of Darkness. Right. Mm. It's part of the the thing in in the Mouth of Madness. It's like part of a trilogy. Yeah, so that's what we're doing next week. I do like John Carpenter. Same. It'll be a bit more upbeat. It's got Donald Pleasance in it. It'll be nice. We'll enjoy it. it. Who's Christopher Plummer? Is he an actor? Is he... Was he a director? He is an actor. John he was Carpenter. in The Sound of Music. Christopher Plummer. Is it Christopher Plummer? Who else is a tradesman? Oh, right, okay. <laughs> I was like, what the hell are you on what about? What was I talking about? It yeah. was a weird connection. I get it, yeah. I yeah. think that's probably it, actually. I think that's it? probably it, yeah. Someone called, like, electrician. Somebody yeah, called, called Cooper. Chris- Do you think in the future... Bradley Cooper. Cooper. Barrel maker. So a lot of surnames now came from old trades mm-hmm. such as archer cooper plumber mm-hmm. any number of surnames in sort of europe what, what will we get now in so in, influencer. Like, in like a thousand years time they'll be like david influencer oh god <laughs> <laughs> no mark 
coding analyst. <laughs> what other frivolous jobs have we got? Oh, no. Data analyst. Data analyst. Yeah, maybe. Online shopper. Online shopper, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Uber Eats delivery driver. <laughs> I don't think it's going to happen because you don't change... It doesn't have the same ring to it, does it? We don't change your last name to your job these days, do you? So Mm -hmm. that'll probably... We'll probably just have the same kind of surname. Because you don't don't invent new surnames, really, do you? Unless you... Not really. Some people like hyphenate or combine. combine, Yeah. But there isn't a lot of invention of new surnames. But I guess, yeah, because we've kind of done it. Yeah. Maybe in the future... If you're really proud of your job, change your surname to it. Mm. And in future generations, they'll be like... What was this? What a time to be alive. What a time. 2021 was. Mm. <laughs> oh dear. No, not really. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. So for next week, watch Prince of Darkness. And in the meantime, we are on Facebook at Wonderful and Strange. We are on Twitter at WNS Horror And we're also on the emails at wonderfulandstrange at hotmail.com. And also, if you want to... Choose a film or keep us caffeinated on this podcast. Go to Buy Me a Coffee, WNS Horror Pod, where you can throw some pennies our way. Request a film. Yeah. Get the not? extra twin River peaks. Wild. River Wild, yeah. We've got, there will be some, uh, got some news brewing, but I'm not telling Have you we? yet. Yeah. Are you going to tell me? I'll tell you, yeah, but I'm fine, not telling, I'm not, I'm not revealing. Oh, wow. We've got some stuff going on. Is what we've got. Well, I'll blab it and as soon all... as I find out, I'm sure. No, I'm not telling you that. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. So, yeah, we've got some got some stuff coming, hopefully. Oh, wow. Fingers crossed. Sounds exciting. So, keep your ears peeled. Peeled. Keep your ears keep peeled. Keep your ears open and your eyes peeled. Yeah. Keep your ears standard because you can't really... Can't really do anything. Shut them off, can you? Just listen. Close. You can't just close keep listening. Them. Keep just, tuning oh, just, in. Yeah. Keep listening, and then you'll find out. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So that's it for us this week. Stay safe, everybody. Bye. Switching to Geico is a good idea, especially when you consider everything. First off, Geico makes it easy to switch. They have licensed agents available 24-7 online or over the phone. But if it's so easy, you might start thinking everything is easy, even big wave surfing. And it's not. It's actually quite difficult. Well, if you switch to Geico, you could save hundreds on car insurance. And you could keep saving by bundling your motorcycle, boat, and RV, plus your home or renter's insurance. But saving money might lead you to make some questionable purchases, like a 20-foot feather boa. And do you know how hard it is to clean a 20-foot feather boa? Well, they do have an industry-leading mobile app you can use to pay your bill, file and manage a claim, or add a new driver. But when life gets a little easier, it makes you too confident. And you start calling everyone ace. And you're better than that. Well, GEICO has a 97% customer satisfaction rating and has been saving people money for 85 years. It's hard to beat that. But you're right. Switch to GEICO. It's obviously a good idea. 
Switching to Geico is a good idea, especially when you consider everything. First off, Geico makes it easy to switch. They have licensed agents available 24-7 online or over the phone. But if it's so easy, you might start thinking everything is easy, even big wave surfing. And it's not. It's actually quite difficult. Well, if you switch to Geico, you could save hundreds on car insurance. And you could keep saving by bundling your motorcycle, boat, and RV, plus your home or renter's insurance. But saving money might lead you to make some questionable purchases, like a 20-foot feather boa. And do you know how hard it is to clean a 20-foot feather boa? Well, they do have an industry-leading mobile app you can use to pay your bill, file and manage a claim, or add a new driver. But when life gets a little easier, it makes you too confident. And you start calling everyone ace. And you're better than that. Well, Geico has a 97% customer satisfaction rating and has been saving people money for 85 years. It's hard to beat that. But you're right. Switch to Geico. It's obviously a good idea. The air we breathe, the water we drink, the soil that grows food for our families. These basic elements are essential to healthy, happy lives. America's corn growers think so too. Across the country, they're pitching in every day and doing the work to produce food and fuel that is healthy in a sustainable way. Go to ncga.com to learn more about how corn farmers grow a more sustainable future for us all. That's ncga.com. If you have loved ones that rely on your income, you need life insurance. But finding the best quote shouldn't take a lifetime. With Policy Genius, you could save 50% or more by comparing quotes from America's top insurers. First, head to policygenius.com. In minutes, Policy Genius will compare prices starting at as little as $1 a day. You might even be eligible to fast track your coverage with a no exam policy. Once you apply, the Policy Genius team handles all the paperwork and red tape. If you have any questions, their team of licensed independent experts is on hand to help. In fact, Policy Genius's award winning service has a five star rating across thousands of reviews on Trustpilot and Google. Make today the day you cross life insurance off your list and get protection for your loved ones. You could save 50% or more by comparing quotes. To get covered, Head to policygenius.com today.